Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Droid Life Show, episode 137 today. It is Friday, March 24th. I'm your host, Kellen, with me, Tim. Tim's at. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. So on the program today, we've got uh, well, we've got some sort of surprising news. Android O developer preview. One is now out and available. If you want to mess with it, we'll talk about some of the features and stuff there. Uh, we've got from two weeks ago, actually, rumors of Google's three new phones, potentially. We've got Hangouts, depressing news for those of us who hang on to Hangouts and have been for a while. But we also got G6 and S8 launch stuff and... Tim's got a Huawei P10 in-house. I just reviewed the HTC U Ultra, and there's all sorts of Android Wear watches on the horizon we want to just toss out there. So, uh, yeah, plenty to talk about, uh, but obviously Android O is the big deal here. So on, what day was that, Wednesday, Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. So Tuesday, uh, out of nowhere, Google announces android o and no we don't have a name for o i know we're all probably assuming it's oreo but this is google it could do something weird who knows uh we also don't have a number although we're assuming it's 8.0 aren't we did they sort of say we're jumping a full point every year as we jump letters so it's probably will be 8.0 but it's android o and it's developer preview one and it is so early on that it's not even a part of the beta program so if you want to use this uh, you can use it on a Nexus 6P, 5X, Pixel C, Pixel, Pixel XL, or Nexus Player. Um, but you have to manually flash it, and Google's recommending that you don't necessarily jump right in and flash this thing on a phone that you need to use every day because there's apparently plenty of bugs. Uh, I've played with it on a 6P for a while, not with a SIM in it, haven't taken it like out of my house and relied on it, so I don't necessarily know. That's what people ask. I, I don't know if you should use this or not, but Google's saying probably not a good idea. Uh, So it's preview one. There will be multiple previews leading up to a Q3 launch. It's basically the same schedule that we had last year with Android N. So I would expect preview two at IO in May. Then we'll get another one, I believe, around August, which would be preview three, I think. And then let me see. I actually had the schedule somewhere. How professional of you. I know. So yeah, we'll get preview two in May at IO, preview three mid-June, preview four probably August-ish, and then the final release will be after that in Q3. Last year it was what? October basically, beginning Mm -hmm. of October, something like that. So I would imagine we're going to follow that same exact schedule. Uh, Let's see though. So what is new in Android O that's worth talking about? Well, there's we have a couple of lists going. Do you want to run through the big feature list? This is like the stuff that Google was like, here, this is what's new. And then we also put together a smaller list, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, of course. I would love to. Um, on the top, really, so this sort of differs a little bit from this first developer preview, only because, I mean, they announced support for this stuff, and then a lot of it, it's up to developers to build upon it. Yeah, so, you can't even play with a lot of this stuff yet. Yeah, exactly. So the big stuff, um, picture in picture mode. So essentially, say you have a video plane, uh, uh, sort of like how we see currently on Android TV. Um, you can have a video plane on your device, and but at the same time, do other stuff on your device. So picture like in a, picture. Like mode. a floaty little window. Yeah, floaty there. little window. Uh, 
a lot of phones can already do something like this with multi-window support. Um, like I can already have a YouTube app open and have, you know, my screen split in half or three quarters, whatever, have a video going. But this will essentially be like a floaty window of just that video, not yeah. uh, not just a window. Um, notification channels. So I think Kellen has a better understanding of this than I do, but essentially <laughs> the notifications will be grouped into channels and then you can specify how you want notifications displayed and handled for a particular channel. Uh, do you have a better understanding? Yeah. So Google's pretty vague on this, but my understanding is that your notifications, well, first of all, you have more control. You'll have way more control of your notifications now from whether or not they vibrate all the time to whether they're silent, to whether they show up here and there, whatever. But the big idea is that you can now group notifications by a channel. So a channel could be the tech, a technology channel. Then you could have one that's social. Like think of almost like Gmail's bundles, right? So you have like technology, you have social, maybe you have messaging, uh, maybe you have sports, right? And so then you can have certain notifications from certain apps all fall, like filter into a specific channel um, or a category. It's weird that they call them channels because I believe in the preview, they're actually called categories. Like it's super confusing. But anyway, you can, your notifications can fall into categories. And then I would imagine they'll bu- they could bundle by category uh, in case you need that level of control over your notifications. Um, and if you don't want to touch any of that stuff, uh, developers, and I'm assuming Google's probably going to set some default categories. That's my guess. Um, so that they can, so that when developers want to just do whatever they want to do, it'll just slot into specific stuff. I don't, I don't think Google's actually said there's a default list, but it just sort of makes sense that Google puts forth like a technology, a social, whatever, right? And so then, so then developers can slot their stuff into that. That's sort of the idea is that you just have more control over where your notifications are, how they show up, things like that. Sounds intense. I mean, we've already, sound intense. Yeah, notifications have already gotten so much better on Android, and it seemed like this is just a step forward with that. So, yeah, I mean, if you do want, like, a good example would be, you know, like you're somebody who has a work phone and a personal phone, and you don't use your personal phone much throughout the day, and then when you get to it at the end of the day, rather than eight thousand notifications lined up it might be more simplified into like five categories, right? And so then you can just go category by category and then dive through each one. It's sort of an organizational thing, I guess. It could be good. Yeah. Uh, Next up on the list, adaptive icons. So basically, this is sort of what we've seen similarly on Samsung devices uh, where you can just sort of uh, switch up um, how they look, kind of a base depending on a mask. And uh, so now this will be native uh, to Android. So really, I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of the things, uh, you should just have more control and more options uh, for Android icons. And then not only that, they will um, animate uh, these icons. So they'll be fancy icons. Um, and yeah, these- I think this is more like a developer thing almost, don't you? Right. Like developers, whoever makes icons, you just make like, one that can sort of fit a whole bunch of sizes and then whatever the system sets the default as it just sort of take care of it, takes care of it for you. Exactly. But so say, our home screens look better. Right. Yeah, exactly. So Not much work. if I'm on a pixel device and all my icons are circular, but then every developer has squirgle icons, mm-hmm. it, this should hopefully move to fix that. So adaptive. Oh, the, we can day, the, the sports app, the score that I use, um, 
its icon is huge. And I had it on, I think on the OnePlus 3T and I had all these icons like laid out of my home screen and like it was also on there and it's so big and like just slightly taller than everyone else. I had to move it into a folder and replace it because I was like, dude, that looks so terrible. So maybe this will help that. I hope so. so. Some icons are just absolutely hideous. Like I still can't get over the Instagram icon change. Like I think it's the ugliest thing. It doesn't go with any other icon ever in the world. I'm going to look at that and analyze it. Yeah. I think I'm used to it at this point. Yeah. Like I guess I've gotten used to it, but I still hate it. There's nothing worse though than Google's um, white circles that they're making of everything. And I, the icon doesn't actually work. Like, yeah, like my I like screen. it. See, but like, I don't mind circle icons, but like the inbox icon is just like, it's like they took the inbox icon and just put it in a white circle. Like I don't, yeah. the same thing with Google, um, Google voice and even Google calendar. Like, I, I guess I just wish they would fill up the white space with icon. I suppose like it, it seems clean to me, but yeah, some icons don't necessarily work the way it's sort of stuck inside a white well, box. Especially when, you know, you look at like the phone and hangouts and they're full color and they're circles. And then you just have these ones that are, have this white out. It just doesn't, doesn't match or something. Yeah. At least they're the same size. Uh, Moving on background limits. So I don't know how many updates we've gotten on Android that talk (laughs) about improving battery life, but Android O will be no different. Um, Google is working to improve your phone's battery and with background limits um, specifically, there's three main areas that are going to get worked on and that's implicit broadcasts, uh, background services and location updates. So any app that's working in the background that tries to, um, activate your location services or is running stuff in the background like Facebook is running uh, in the background to make sure you're always updated on what your friends are doing. Google is going to kind of reset these limits and maybe lower them a bit to to make sure that applications aren't draining your battery in, while you're not using them. Like so, Facebook. Like Facebook or Twitter or whatever. If you've got an app that's constantly killing your phone in the background and I know there's plenty of people who say like, oh, this app is killing my phone, blah, blah, blah. This will hopefully address that problem hopefully yeah we'll see and i'm you know i'm sure a lot of this can be tweaked um by the user like if you uh, want to allow an app to uh run heavily in your background then so be it right it's your phone do whatever yeah there are some optimization settings i'm pretty sure right um autofill apis again this is developer focused where a developer can create an application um, that will allow um, for the storage of autofill, sort of how we see on Chrome. Like if you're signed into your Google account on Chrome, it'll have autofill for like address or credit cards. Um, we're talking about bringing this natively to Android. Um, so if you're inside of an application, you'll have that autofill capability inside of any application. I feel sort of bad for, um, I guess not yet, I shouldn't. But if you think about it, like Google, I think at this point is telling us that apps like password managers is their example. So like Dashlane, LastPass, they're saying instead of having these guys use these like floaty UIs that autofill stuff, like they could just be your like native app that just does it through the system. But like you just mentioned Chrome and Chrome already probably holds a number of our passwords and stuff. Like why don't they just like incorporate that system wide and then we don't need LastPass and Dashlane and all those. 
Well, that's that's next. That's after Android O. That's the Andromeda stuff and where Chrome and Android merge, right? So this is like one of those steps towards that. Because if you think about it, right, like Chrome has all my passwords and stuff for the most part. Um, If they just swap that in system wide or pulled in something, I'm sure there's an API or something there. Um, But yeah, for now, it'll be your password manager, like LastPass, and it'll work like how Android Pay. Like if you have a Samsung device and you have Samsung Pay and Android Pay, you get to choose like your default app. That's how this will work. So you could have multiple password managers on there and choose which one you want Google to use and all that. But Uh, that's exciting. Um, So exciting. (laughs) That's so exciting. Um, (laughs) Next up, high quality Bluetooth audio codecs and tweaks with connectivity. Um, So. As a lot of Pixel owners know, Bluetooth sucks, um, but Google really wants to try and improve um, the audio that you're receiving from a Bluetooth connection. Is this and, like confirmed recipes headphone jack on next Pixels? It's got to be, right? <laughs> um, but uh, so the LDAC, the LDAC codec from Sony uh, is the one that they specifically mentioned support for. So um, I'm not a huge audiophile, but I hear that's a great codec. <laughs> You're super, gonna... <laughs> super good codec. Yeah, so inside the first developer preview, for, I don't know if Kellen knows this, but if you activate the developer options um, by tapping on your build number, if you scroll down into the like advanced developer options, you'll see that there's a toggle on and off for the LDAC codec. So you can already use that if you want to try it out. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, uh, smart sharing. So I didn't actually write this. And I know <laughs> I we talked smart. about it so, yesterday. Yeah, Google added smart sharing later. So I actually updated our post with it. So Google initially released like the, the first batch of what's new in Android. O, and then like the next day they added smart sharing to it. It was like, they're like, Hey, here's another feature that we forgot to list. And smart sharing is, uh, it's a, it's a lot like how sharing works now, you know, when you're in an app and you click share, and it brings up your app, so you want to share with. So now they're going to try to make it smarter. So if you take a picture of, say, a receipt, uh, and you want to click share, Google will just say, "Oh, you probably want to share this in like Evernote or something like that, right?" Or if you take a picture, what were some of their other ones? Oh, it was like if you take a selfie and then you click share, like it'll offer up Instagram or Facebook or whatever, like that you would maybe share a selfie on. So that's what smart sharing was. We'll see how good it works. Um, I never found the last version of smart sharing they introduced, which I think was a nougat to work that well. Cause it was like app developers needed to build in support for it. And I just don't feel like it ever really happened. So I will say like, I've already noticed on my phone and like all Android phones that when I, when I share specifically to an app, say I share a lot to Twitter or share a lot to hangouts. Like those are my first two options all the time. Yeah. If I want so to send that, a tweet, yeah. it does that, which is already pretty good, but smart sharing it's going to make that feature smart. And I guess that could be cool. <laughs> until until they say that, you know, apps need to build in support for it. Because whenever they say that, it just never happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, more. Nope. So. Wow, people actually just asked if we're recording live. We are live. We are live, folks. Are believe live. it or not. This, wasn't, this is not pre-recorded. If it was pre-recorded, it'd be much fancier. <laughs> um. That's it for that list. We also have that kind of ongoing list um, that we kind of discovered throughout our usage of it. Yeah, so that's the big list that Google's saying, like, here's what's new. Not a whole bunch of uh, 
big forward facing user friendly features that you're going to get excited about. But yeah, we also dove through cause we, Tim flashed it on a pixel XL, I think. Correct. And I flashed it on a, on a Nexus six P. So we did use it and, and looked at stuff. Um, some of the changes we noticed are like the settings menu is basically a direct copy of Samsung's newest settings menu. <laughs> So on the Note 7, which now that UI is on, I think the S7, S7 at Edge, where Samsung created that settings menu where all the settings are in categories now, Google's doing that now. So they've rearranged the whole settings menu in Android O. You're going to have to relearn where everything is because they've moved some stuff around too. Uh, but they've categorized things now. So everything's set up differently like that. Um What else do they do? Well, there's some system UI tuner stuff, which isn't really official feature stuff. Um, but if you guys have Android, you can do this actually on any Android phone, I think running probably, is it lollipop and forward or is it just nougat and forward? I think it's marshmallow and forward. Is it even marshmallow? Okay. So yeah, if you, if you pull down into settings and long press on little settings icon up top in your notification pull down and just hold it for like five seconds, it should vibrate and turn on system UI tuner. Uh, and then you could find that in your system settings, but, uh, system UI tuner, at least in this newest build, there's some custom toggles, switches for um, your navigation buttons at the bottom. So you can make them more compact or move them left or right, which we've never seen Google really acknowledge that idea before. And even adding new buttons and stuff down there, which is so fancy. It's pretty dope. Um, the big one, like notifications already are sort of getting tweaked and we can snooze notifications. Yes. And that might be the greatest might be the thing, thing. Yeah. <laughs> which is ridiculous like i'm sure some people get a kick out of picture in picture mode and adaptive icons but we're all about snoozing notifications yeah how often did somebody send you like a hangouts message or something or even like a text whatever and you don't want to get to that person right away but you do want to get to them maybe in a couple hours when they're hopefully not around to respond to you anymore and yeah you be able to snooze it and so yeah in android oh you can snooze notifications and so far you can snooze any notification like, this is a system-wide setting this is not like application developers have to build it in. Like I have um, on my 6P, it's enrolled in the beta program. So I flashed O and it keeps reminding me to install 7.1.2. And so you can't make that go away, that notification. But in O, you can snooze it. So I snoozed it for like an hour the other day. So you can snooze anything. Uh, That is actually really cool. Yeah, one of the problems um, that I, at least the way I enjoyed that feature was that because I'm part of the Android beta program on that Pixel XL, it kept trying to get me to update back to Nugget. That's what I'm saying. It kept telling me to go back to 7.1.2 and I was like, no, snooze. And that made that thing go away. I just wish like you could do it for longer than an hour. Yeah, Um, I wish you could do it a set whatever time you want. Exactly. They they may add that. They could. I mean, this is, hey, developer preview, man. Because what it right now, it's 15.30 minutes an hour or don't snooze yeah it, it hopefully there'll be another option that says however long you want you know like um the do not disturb settings how that initially was kind of limited but now you can basically specify however long you want to be in dnd mode right hopefully they allow that as well but yeah that might be the biggest feature of the <laughs> whole be, which is that's sad it's that's, sad that's kind of sad yeah, yeah. Um, new device theme option in Pixel. So this is the only reason I actually flashed this janky build of Android O was because we got an email about someone who said, Oh, I see like a theme setting for, for on the Pixel. I was like, Oh crap. So I got to flash this because Kellen flashed it on the Nexus 6P. So I flash it only come to find out that the device theme is simply that inverted look versus non-inverted. And so it's nothing. Don't even 
worry about it. It's already available on other devices. But because there's actual setting in there, we're wondering yeah. if maybe that means there'll be Oops. some theme support later on. That would I think be, we've been waiting is... for have we been waiting for a dark theme from Google for about four years now? Something like that, yeah. And they keep adding it into the system UI tuner, I think, and then making it go away and it never materializes. But yeah. That would oh. be awesome though. That'd be great. Um, I will say, like in terms of themes, like a lot of OEMs, like Huawei, Samsung, some of the well, Samsung's getting a lot better. I'll just, I guess, I'll just talk smack about Huawei for just one second. Um, their built-in themes for their devices are just terrible, like absolutely terrible. HTC's are really bad too, by the way. Right. So it'd be nice if you know these companies would take that a bit more seriously because people want to customize stuff and make it look good. I could see Google getting on board with it because, uh, like, if you look at uh, Gboard or Google Keyboard, they've added a whole bunch of themes there. Um, yeah. They're really pushing that that new campaign for the hashtag My Android thing, where they uh, um, they created this whole website where you go and answer or like answer a bunch of survey questions, and they provide you with like all this theme stuff and icons and wallpapers and launchers. So maybe Google's going to be on board with that idea maybe they'll create some themes they'll create a theme engine i don't know it seems like a next step all these other manufacturers have been doing it for a while right samsung lg hcc wall like everybody does it except google so it would make sense if they were to do something like that it would i know make a theme changer like native on android it would just make life so much easier yeah even if it's just simple stuff like that's in gboard right how there's just a few preset themes but they're all clean and they all kind of work even if you just did that Oh, that was just be something. Nice. Yeah, cookie yeah. cutter. I'm fine with that as long as I can change up the colors. Yeah. Um, that that pretty much kind of sums up the, a lot of the little stuff. I mean, Kellen talked about how the system, the settings menu has been completely kind of redone. A lot of stuff are hidden inside of places where you may not think they are. Um, right. So you just have it. That could all change as as it is right now. Yeah, so, it's so early, that stuff could move around. Exactly. If you really want a good overview of what's new and like look at it we have a video of what's new on android o um on youtube on what you're watching this on right now so just look at that and mm-hmm. it'll hopefully answer all your questions if you guys have any specific questions about android o feel free to hit us up even though i'm not using it anymore because like i said it's janky and i don't yeah, want my six p's in a drawer right there <laughs> yeah i got i got cooler stuff going it's on. one of those things where we went through it and you just want to went, okay let's that's, That's cool. It. And when Google is even saying this isn't really that stable, it's hard to just fully dive into. And look, you can only talk about the little tiny things like, oh, guys, this setting is over here now. <laughs> it's over PSA. here. And when you swipe down the notifications, there's an extra setting up there. You know, like yeah. you can only how like how interesting is that crap? I know we're Android nerds and we sort of obsess over little changes, but come on, that stuff's not that exciting. Yeah. And then also you have to think about um, only this is only cool for Nexus and Pixel owners, which is a lot of people. But at the same time, I mean, Galaxy S7 owners, you won't see this till like 2020. So anything we're talking about now, don't even worry about for a while. It's always such an odd time when uh, when these previews first start rolling out and everyone's like, I don't even have NuGet yet. And Android O's in preview. Right. And how many people have said that? So bad. A few. At least cool. Samsung is now rolling out Nougat. So, I mean, Samsung is like the huge chunk, right? So as long yeah. as new Samsung device owners are rocking Nougat, that's a pretty decent timeline. It's only been like six months since the launch of Nougat. So that's not terrible. <laughs> it's kind of bad. It's, not pretty, bad. it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's what you expect, right? You just uh, have to expect it these days. 
So that's Android O first preview again, not really that stable, not a ton of exciting stuff. We'll get these previews will get better as we move on. Like preview two at IO will actually probably be, I would imagine the best one. Cause they'll probably introduce some new cool stuff there. I would hope, hopefully. Uh, and then we'll just kind of sit back and wait. Uh, so a week ago though, uh, we got sort of our first reports rumors about Google's next pixel phones. So the guys at Android police said that there are two phones under code name musky and walleye, which works because they're fish names and they, uh, that's sort of what we've dealt with for Nexus pixel, whatever for years. Um, we also confirmed those two names with, um, two sources of our own. So walleye musky are the names of pixel phones um, walleye would be the smaller device. So like pixel and then musky would be the bigger 5.5 inch ish device, um, like pixel XL. Uh, so we don't really know much else other than the names and which one goes with which size. Um, but we also had, um, sources reach out that said there's actually a third phone in the works, um, under the code name Timon, which is just a big, ugly ass salmon or trout, something like that. Uh, and so we're told that this phone is potentially not involved with those new Pixel phones. It could be something separate. It's also bigger than those two phones. And that's sort of all we know. So we can't really reveal anything else at this point, but we're expecting three phones potentially from Google in the next year, which is kind of crazy. I don't know why they need a third phone. <laughs> if they have if they have a new Pixel and a new Pixel XL on the way, I don't know why we need a third one. I don't know if that means it's part of some other project they're working on. I don't know if that means it's uh, what's the AR technology they use. I always forget the name of that. <laughs> um, I should totally know this. I'm just drawing a all everyone. All I can ever think of is Project Aura, and that's not what it is. Um, God, what? Oh, Tango. 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 I always forget about Tango. At least I always forget the name. Uh, it could be maybe it's like their own Tango phone because they weren't happy with what Lenovo did. Uh, or what Asus is doing. So it could be something like that. I don't know. All we know is there's potentially a third device that's and, and phone. We were told phone, not tablet, not Chrome book, whatever. So I would also toss out, and I don't know that we've said this anywhere that I would, I would put a little bit of money on HTC making the uh, new pixel phones. Crap. I'd put a little bit of money on that again. Not that they'll be branded HTC or whatever, right? But like they made the Pixel Pixel XL. I would put a little bit of money on them making the new ones as well. So I would also then put a little bit of money on the Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL or whatever not being water resistant whatsoever. <laughs> that would suck. Because HTC can't seem to do suck. it. They, I mean, well, we'll get into your U Ultra review later, but come on, HTC, what are you doing? Yeah, well, Google said last year they didn't make the Pixel and Pixel XL water resistant because they ran out of time. But then again, like you just said, HTC has had plenty of time for their even their own devices to do that and haven't been able to. But just wait, maybe we'll get an, a, a new HTC flagship. Or we're supposed to get one once the Snapdragon 835 is out. And if that has water resistance, then, then we should do it. That'll be like the model. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um. All right. So anyway, that, those are, that was rumors from a week or so ago. We just didn't have a show. We just wanted to toss those out really quickly. Uh, in big news last night, though. Huge. Uh, yeah. Huge news for SMS users. Uh, Google is pulling SMS or text messaging out of Hangouts. So if you're one of those people who uses Hangouts for everything, from instant messaging with Hangouts people to text messaging, you need to find a new text messaging app very soon. Actually, by May 22nd. 
Um, if you're a Google Voice user, you're fine. If you're a Project Fi user, you're also fine. You can continue sending those SMSs through Hangouts. It's all good there. But if you use your carrier phone number, like your Verizon phone number, your AT&T phone number, it, to send SMS through Hangouts, you can't do that. Well, you have till May, end of May. I, I think people were kind of freaking out because no one ever knows what's going on with Hangouts and they're stripping everything back, which we kind of have been told was happening. But uh, just so you know, text messaging and Hangouts is going to be a thing in the past. No. <laughs> yeah. Quick poll in the chat. Does anyone actually send text messages still? So Tim and I were talking about this earlier that neither of us send many text messages. We use Hangouts to talk to everyone we know or like Facebook Messenger or whatever. Neither of us necessarily send that many text messages. Um, but when we brought this idea up a while ago, um, people seem to think we were completely out of touch in the fact that we don't send text messages. Yeah. I get the feeling like everyone's going to be like, yeah, I still send lots of text messages. Well, you guys are living like in the past. We're over here in the future sending digital messages and you're back there just trying to, I don't know. Sending that snail mail. My brother randomly the other, like a month or so ago started sending me text messages. Like I talked to him on hangouts and have been for, I don't know how many years. And then all of a sudden I think one day he created a group message, like a new group message with like our, aunt or somebody anyways like a new group message right so we had typed my name in and he chose my phone number instead of just me and so all of a sudden this me- message from him popped up my google voice and i was like brother what are you doing <laughs> what is this yeah i have like 10 other conversations going with you in hangouts and now here we are over here anyway at least google voice is better so anyway that's happening with hangouts i don't care but a lot of people do so Google's saying move on to Android messages. How many text message apps are on Google Play? There's like 8,000 of them, I think. There's plenty. <laughs> so I'm sure you should be able to find something. Uh, one of the issues, though, I think people are worried about is they send text messages through like Hangouts desktop apps and things like that. Uh, so you're going to have to find a different solution than if you want to send text messages through your, like, say, computer. Uh, Pushbullet is an app that supports that, although Pushbullet's premium now. You have to pay for that. I don't know who else is doing it. Maybe we should do some research on the. That works for people. All right. We have big LG G6 news. Finally, we know when the LG G6 is officially launching. <sighs> uh, yeah, you can actually pre-order it right this minute if you want to. So pre-orders are open for the LG G6 at Verizon, AT&T and Sprint. And did T-Mobile open them today? Yesterday. Uh, The 24th. Fourth, I believe. That's so that's today. And Best Buy. Don't forget Best Buy. That's right. Don't forget Best Buy. Um, but yeah, so you can you can pre-order now. Uh, what is it at Verizon? Six seventy-two full retail or twenty-eight bucks a month. AT and T. It's more than that. Well, it's either twenty-four a month or thirty a month. T-Mobile. It's twenty-six. Sprint. It's almost thirty. So yes. kind of around there. It's definitely flagship, but it's not over seven hundred dollar phone necessarily. Yeah, I think at AT and T it might be, but AT and T always does that. They don't want you ever buying anything off contract. They're actually not very nice about letting you buy things off contract. They're not no, they're fans not. of that. Um, as as for launch day, Verizon has some exclusive early release. Verizon always has an early exclusive something or other. Um, so it's a March, contract. yeah, so March thirtieth, which is next Thursday, uh, Verizon will have the phone in store, ready to go. Uh, everyone else doesn't get it until April seventh. I just don't understand why LG 
why anyone would do that. Why wouldn't you want to launch it everywhere the same damn day? Maybe Verizon pays them an extra like $10 million or something to sell yeah, it early. Right. Yeah, no, right. no. That's like, if you want access to our network, you're going to give us a week exclusive. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Oh, you want to yeah. put your new phone on our network after yeah. the G5 flop? Yeah, well, we get it a week early. And exactly. they went, okay. Yeah, they have no choice. No, the G5 no choice. was so such a poor showing. Yes. Uh, so yeah, March 30th, Verizon, April 7th for everyone else. Um, if you do pre-order this thing, everyone's handing out free crap like crazy. So if you just buy an LG G6, you just get a free Google Home. <laughs> you just get a $130 Google Home just for saying like, okay, LG, I'll give you another chance here. And, and not that that's wrong or a bad thing because the G6 is by all means a really good phone. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And Google Home is great. And Google Home, yeah. So you get a G6, you get a Google Home. Um, On top of that, Verizon was giving away TVs to people. So was Sprint. Uh, AT&T was tossing in a second G6 for free. Um, T-Mobile's not doing anything special. But yeah, if you ordered, I think Verizon Sprint, I would imagine probably ran out of the TVs already. But uh, if you were one of the first people, you get a free TV. Yeah, I think Sprint was giving away like 49-inch 1080p TV. Like that, so yeah. that's, that's not bad for like if you got a gym well, in your house. Plus you get a Google Home too. Yeah. So not only do you get a Google Home, you're getting free TV. Uh, these are LG TVs, of course. but Of course. It's amazing how much stuff. Like, you know, like last year it was you get a free battery and like a free SD card or something like that. Yeah. Now they're like, no, we need to sell stuff. Here, just have like $500 in free crap. That's crazy. It is pretty crazy. I love it. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll probably see the same from Samsung, too. I mean, a lot of times, Samsung or LG, any company that really, like, pumps out TVs, too. And you talk about, like, a 50-inch 1080p TV. That's, like, 200 bucks these days. Yeah, and at this point. So, for them, it's, like, you know, 50 bucks to make. I mean, a, a 1080p panel is nothing. nothing. So, they'll give you a 4K TV for free down the road. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about the G6 launch. I actually just received my AT&T unit today from LG. So, and Kellen and I will be reviewing it. Like our final reviews. We've talked about the G6 plenty, but we'll have the device retail versions and we'll have our reviews up next week. Yeah. So retail versions are finally showing up. Tim has a review unit. Um, I'll have another retail unit um, probably during the show at some point. So now we can actually review it. So again, I, if you're wondering why we haven't reviewed the LG G6, it's because none of the retail units have been out until basically like today. today. All the early reviews people pushed out, those were prototypes. They were pre-production units with unfinished yeah. software and whatnot. So uh, we will review official retail units and we'll have that out very soon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of other releases, Samsung Galaxy S8 stuff. So next week is the Galaxy S8 launch, uh, or I should say press unveiling. unveiling. So on the 29th, which is next Wednesday, right? Yeah, yep. next Wednesday, uh, Samsung will show off the Galaxy S8, Galaxy S8 Plus finally. Um, and then they should announce when it'll be available shortly thereafter. We still don't have that. I feel like the actual release date keeps moving. Wasn't it around the 14th? Now it's up to the 20th or something. I feel like um, it keeps moving around. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if that means Samsung's not quite ready or if they're just switching the timing of whatever, but next week we get to see the phones. So we can stop talking about all the leaks because we got a whole bunch of new leaks again this week and I'm just, I'm over it. I'm just over it. Mm-hmm. I just want to hold the phone and talk about it and see if it's awesome. 
Because at this point, I'm starting to get burnt out on Galaxy S8. Uh, I'm so excited about the look of the phone and just to get it in my hand that I'm not burnt out quite yet. However, I mean, like, I am sick of leaks and stuff, but I think the phone just looks so cool. Like, I'm not really, I'm not mad. I can't be mad about it. It's a cool looking phone. It's going to sound weird, but like, I think it's that cool looking. Eh, Whatever. I mean, well. I expect nothing less from you <laughs> in terms the of the ultimate, the ultimate hater. I am excited that that has, that it has on-screen buttons. That's a big step forward for Samsung. Right. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of the edge screen thingy, although I was a huge fan of the note seven and this is more along those lines. So right. can't hate too much. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of the fingerprint reader placement. Of course, like everyone knows like, uh, I don't like that, but I mean, I'm, re- I'm willing to give it a try at least. Um, just because I love the front. I mean, a lot like the G six, that's a P 10, um, a lot like a G six. Um, there's just, there's so much screen going on. Like I just, yeah. I'm excited about that. Cool look. It is. I'm just being a little skeptical And the back just looks like a note seven. It doesn't look new. The back of the phone doesn't look new. Yeah, it does. Like the back is old and busted. All the new is like totally redone. Yeah. The front's so- all fresh. So, so either the Galaxy Note 8 is going to be like totally awesome because they're going to have worked with Synaptics to get this new fingerprint reading tech embedded mm-hmm. in the display for the Note 8, or maybe the Galaxy S9 is just going to be like insane. So, I'm already over the S8, onto the S9, let's go. <laughs> just jump a year ahead. <laughs> yeah. We're just over this thing. Yeah. Well, next week should be fun, though. It's uh, Whenever it's a Galaxy S launch, it's always the biggest of the year. And uh, it'll be big. It's going to be a big week. We'll be in New York for that. So be patient as we travel whenever we travel next week. Yeah, we leave Tuesday. Um, so we'll get there Tuesday. Then the event is Wednesday. And then we fly back out. So you'll, you'll see us on Tuesday because we'll be on a plane with Wi-Fi. But uh, Wednesday... You know, it'll be sporadic only because we're at the event covering yeah. it. But but on Wednesday, I mean, the worth will be weight. Uh, the worth the weight will be worth it. Uh, because we'll have S eight stuff. That's so right. I'm excited. Yeah, should be fun. It's gonna be a blast. Uh, in related news, Samsung announced Bixby today, which is their virtual assistant or virtual interface. I'm not sure what they want to call it, but uh, Bigsby is the Galaxy S8's assistant that's been rumored forever. Samsung actually announced it this week and said, yes, this is a real thing. And I do believe they're calling it a virtual interface rather than just assistant. But the idea is uh, you launch it within apps that have built-in Bigsby support, and you can supposedly do anything within that app that you would normally be able to do by touching it. So if you're in the phone app and you want to hit number four, you would say... Bigsby hit four or something. And there's a dedicated button to launch the, the UI um, over whatever you're using. And you can just voice command an entire app. It could be cool. Assuming it works right at this time, Samsung saying there's only going to be a small preset select um, set of apps that will have it out of the box on the galaxy S eight. So that essentially means all of their crappy native apps, like their text messaging app and their phone app and some of that stuff. Uh, my guess is that they're also going to work with a couple other third-party apps, like Netflix will have it or something, right? Like, like they'll. I'm thinking more like Flipboard. Oh, yeah, probably, probably Flipboard. <laughs> I mean, those are the apps yeah. that I just hate. You know, like yes. it's just that um, built-in crap. Just go away, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it, it'll be it'll probably be Flipboard. Um, so they'll have select apps, and then they said someday we'll open up an SDK to get other developers on board. So, so in other words, Bixby's going to not be very cool. <laughs> 
is what I'm taking from that. And that it's only going to work in a limited capacity and you're probably never going to use it, but you might in like a year or two years when it actually has support from a bunch of other developers, assuming Samsung hasn't killed it off. It reminds me of that S voice crap that was yes. like pushed on those phones back in the day. Man. Basically like supposedly an upgraded S voice though. What is that? This is Samsung. Come on. I know it can't be that great, right? Right. They are going to put this in their appliances eventually. So that could be cool. That's you're cool. talking to your $10,000 Samsung see-through fridge. You can <laughs> talk to Bigsby. Bigsby, do I need milk? Yes, Tim. Yes, you do. We or don't, I yeah, we don't know order more Bigsby milk. talks back to you or not. That's the thing. They're like, no, this is a virtual interface. Right. So I don't think it's like a, an, assistant like an assistant necessarily. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely kind of distancing themselves from assistant, I think. They're just saying it's Which, a virtual interface that you interact with by voice. Yeah, like that's cool, but like... Assistant is the hype train, right? Yeah, like I want, and it needs to be a man. Like, no offense, like there's not many marketed like men assistants. Like, why not have like a butler, like a digital (laughs) butler or a concierge? Um, Concierge, yeah, big big speed, and and I love that name. I actually really dig the name. It'd be a great name for a butler. It is kind of a it is kind of a fun little name to say. Yeah, big speed. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to be very cool. <laughs> if they're already announcing this, it's not going to be very cool. And they already said it's only going to be on a couple of apps. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not like, I'm kind of uh, bummed about it having like a physical button for it. Yeah, so there's a physical button to launch it. It's not a voice yeah. launch thing. You don't say, okay, Bigsby, and launch it. <laughs> <laughs> just click a button on the side which i'm fine with too because i actually hate the google commands i get so sick of saying that you know like with yeah. google home back here and my phone i that whole voice interaction thing and i shouldn't say the interaction thing the activation commands i can't stand those i actually like using when i use google assistant i try to unlock my phone and actually hold the button down so i don't have to say the stupid command but uh yikes bixby I want to be able to change the name. Like if I want my assistant's name to be Reginald, like, okay, Reginald, you know, like, or give it any name I want. Like maybe in the future I can really customize how I interact with my digital assistant. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Someday. Someday. But no, see, they all want it branded. That's why you can't change Siri's name. Cause Siri's a thing, right? Yeah, Google sure. Assistant. If you started calling her, calling Google assistant, Mary, it just wouldn't be the same. Mary. So, all right, that's about it for Galaxy SA stuff. I'm just sick of talking about the leak crap. Like we've seen pictures and renders and we've seen people try to use the phone and it's just whatever. We'll have the phone in hand next week and should be lots of fun. Yeah. The latest one is a guy just like tapping every button on the keyboard saying, (laughs) oh, look. And it's a nine second video of a dude just tapping on the keyboard. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. All the videos are nine seconds long. It's all like a guy holding it and he turns it over like this three times and then it just ends. And you're like, well, what the hell? You have the phone in your hand and this is all you can produce. We need that HTC employees kid to come out with like just a 20 minute video of like, here it is. And like walks you through the entire thing shows off IMEI numbers and employee serial numbers. That will go down. It's one of the great moments in, in tech history. history. Yeah. Yeah. It's the kid who just jacked his dad's brand new one M eight and is laying on his little, like, Toy Story sheets just going like, hey guys, I'm reviewing the one M8. Here's the one. And remember, he was doing like a comparison of the one M7 and stuff. Yeah. Just going in on it. And we all just going, This is awesome, kid. And yeah, but the next morning his dad was just like on the streets. 
<laughs> yeah, he got uh, he got replaced pretty quickly. Awesome. I think that video is still up, by the way. I'm well, sure I think somebody somewhere. just rehosted it, but right. Yeah. That was good times. That was good. All right, uh, you have a Huawei P10 in house. I do. Uh, it's in matte black. Very exclusive color these days to have a phone in matte God, black. Matte black. Yeah, very hot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, why didn't Huawei just like wait a couple of months and go, guys, we got a big announcement, <laughs> Matt Black. I know, and they were, yeah, they've been pimping um, like the Pantone colors that they have, like this baby puke green and sky blue or whatever. They got some pretty gnarly colors for the P10, but the black is actually really sick. It's really nice looking phone, yeah. Yeah, um, suit, I mean, it's a lot like an iPhone 7, basically. It looks like an iPhone, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, iPhones look great. I mean, it's, it's your standard, very skinny smartphone, but uh, 5.1-inch display, 1080p with a large 3200 milliamp-hour battery, so my battery life has been great. Yeah, so that uh, thing has a 3,200 milliamp hour battery in that compact package. The HTC giant <laughs> ass U Ultra had a 3,000 milliamp hour battery. That's pretty impressive on HTC's part. Well, I mean, they need they had to make room for the, the speakers and the no headphone jack and no water resistance. So as MKBHD would say, it's a waste of space. And then, of course, everyone in the world is like, oh, waste of space, waste of space. They're like seagulls, dude. Like MK Marquez it's will so say funny. something and they're like, mine, mine. Like, waste of space, waste of space. I'm like, okay, Jesus Christ, we get it. It's you so funny because he really space. So MKBHD um, did a, like a, we'll, we'll talk about the Ultron in a second, but he sure. did come out with his video that was sort of like a review of it, and he was like, ignore this phone. It's a waste of space. What a terrible phone. Um, and then I posted our Ultra review, I think the next morning. And like the first comment was some kid that was like, waste of space. <laughs> I was just like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, MKBHD, like he he touches them all, like they all, and then they just go to the other channels after that. And, and waste of space, waste of space. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a trendsetter. Yeah. yeah, love you, MKBHD. But that is funny because he did say that, and like that's all you see anywhere <laughs> about the U Ultra. I feel, I mean, I got I got to feel bad for HTC, right? I mean, they had oh, so, you know what? Never mind. We'll talk about HTC. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyway, back to the Huawei P10. Which is a really nice phone. Unfortunately, it will not be coming to the U.S. At least uh, from what we know now. So really, there's not much for me to say. However, it's a nice phone, um, but I won't be using it now. I'm going to go back to the G6, and once I re- review the G6, uh, I'll be handling the written review, and Kellen's going to do a video review. But um, once I'm done with the G6 next week. I'll get back on the P10. I'll do a video review for it. Uh, I won't write it just because, again, it's not a U.S. phone. But by then. I know it might be SA. I'm just going to try and be quick. Um, but so far, what I can say is dual cameras, very nice, just like the Mate 9, great cameras. Um, it's got, it has it's super thin phone, but it has 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Uh, headphone jack. Shout out to the HTC U Ultra. And... And that's about it, right? Not much to say. Oh, it is running uh, Nougat um, with EMUI 5.1 on top. And the skin's only getting better, dude. Um, eight, uh, yeah, EMUI. I definitely want to use a P10 for a while. It looks like a sweet phone, but it's yeah. just, yeah, it's not coming here. So EMUI used to be total crap, but now it's actually pretty darn good. So it just looks nice. Yeah. It just looks like a clean phone. Huawei's making some really nice phone. They just can't seem to sell them on any of the carriers here. None of the carriers here are interested in Huawei phones. They're yeah. too busy. I was going to say they're too busy selling terrible HTC phones, but they're not even doing that anymore. Yeah, carriers are just, they're very selective these days. 
Yeah, I don't even know what you can buy in most carriers anymore now outside of LG and Samsung and iPhones. Yeah, I mean, you can buy a lot. There's a lot of like mid-range LG devices that we don't even talk about, like the K-series. And of course, like the Samsung A-line, which we don't talk about. Um, There's just a lot of stuff we don't talk. There's a lot of Android phones. Um, Some guy previously in the chat just a little bit ago, he was like, oh, you guys are like in your little Android world. I'm like, dude, I mean, there's billions of Android activations currently. Um, What does that mean? We're an Android news outlet. I don't know. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I try not to read Android into that world, stuff too like, much. We, this is what we do. We, anyway. we we only talk about Android stuff. I mean, if we want to make fun of Apple, we do, but like... Hate us because they ain't us. This is what we do. Yeah. I'm just looking at AT&T's lineup of phones. They currently sell 22 smartphones. And it's, let's see, iPhone, LG, Samsung, LG, Samsung, iPhone, LG... Oh, there's a Microsoft Lumia phone. Oh, another LG, Samsung. Oh, there's a Kyocera. A couple of Kyoceras. Otherwise, Samsung, LG. Yeah, so 18 doesn't doesn't sell really anything but LG, Samsung, and iPhones. Yeah. That's crazy. And then Verizon obviously sells Motorola also, but yeah. and then the Pixel. And the Blackberry. Oh, and they have two HTC phones. So Verizon spreading it out. If you're on AT&T, you have zero choices in phones apparently these days. That's a bummer. That is <laughs> um oh yeah dawn says uh xiaomi oh yeah dawn dawn's the one who said we were in our little uh android world but he said need to bring xiaomi mi mix 2 in why and, it's never yeah. coming here either yeah i don't know anyway you have, to under, you have to understand that part of the world we live in is a world where we care about uh, our readers actually reading stuff. <laughs> and he just said he he was implying that android oh. world where you are so surprised no one uses hangout Hangouts, I meant. Anyway. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't use Hangouts. Yeah, we're just so bleeding edge Android tech that we're like, we're beyond SMS. Like, we're we're fully integrated. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> maybe um, Don's like, maybe he just started watching the show and he's like 20 minutes behind or something. It's totally possible. But... Anyway, let's. What up, Don? All what right, up, Don? Um, so, so, so P10 is P10. good, but, it, but it's not coming to the U.S., so don't even... Oh, and I, I wouldn't even think about importing this phone from Europe or Asia or wherever. Um, Honor, it's... Yeah, well, yeah, it's expensive. It's like $700, but at the same time, uh, Honor for the U.S. should be launching... Positive, like, rumored to be called the Honor 8 Pro, which is this phone, but even beastier, with like a 5-point-some-odd-inch QHD display and Kirin 960. So probably more like the P10 Plus or something. Yeah, pretty much. So it should be pretty awesome uh, and a bit more in the price for the U.S. market competitive range. So here's, so. A, here's a tip for anyone that is a big Huawei fan. Honor, obviously, is their brand that they push in the U.S., and basically every good Huawei phone turns into an Honor phone, but it's like half the price. And they don't <laughs> usually skimp on the specs. Like the Honor 8 was basically a P9, although a little bit prettier, more glass. But like that was a high tier spec phone, right? But it was like 400 bucks. How much was the, the Honor 8? Honor 8 was 400. Yeah, but it was like fully had everything you could want in a phone basically, right? It was a great phone. So, so the P10 won't come here, but yes, there will more than likely be some honor version that'll be like 400 bucks and be unlocked and come here. Right. And the honor phones are fine. They're, 
they actually are pretty well-made phones. And- They're good. Yeah, I mean, same software as the Huawei, the EMUI. And now with EMUI 4.1 in the in the rear view, um, everything's looking good now. So, Yeah. Yeah. All right. HTCU Ultra. I was looking around for it, but it's in a box in the closet. <laughs> right over there. Yeah. He's over it. Uh, so HCU Ultra, I did uh, post a review of that. And actually, so I posted a review, I think about a day after a like, handful of other people, including MKBHD, posted their reviews. And most of the people that responded to it said, you weren't harsh enough. Like I wasn't mean enough to HTC. And, and uh, what I would say is, well, I told you don't buy the phone. It is just a it's a waste of your money. There's too many other good phones out there and it's 750 bucks for the U ultra is just completely not worth it. Uh, but it has some decent things like the display is really, really nice. Even for an LCD has dual outside external speakers. that sound good. The camera I thought was really good. The software is obviously not atrocious. Even the design's fine, even though it's way too fingerprinty and it scratches like crazy and all that you get uh Oh protection. If you buy from HTC. So there are some good things, but yeah, like the size is just stupid. It's just dumb, large. There's no headphone jack. And I also point out the fact that HTC doesn't even include an adapter. You know, like Motorola with the Moto Z, it was no headphone jack, but they included a three and a half millimeter adapter. HTC doesn't even do that. So if you buy a U Ultra, you cannot use your own headphones with it unless they're Bluetooth. Like if you have wired headphones, like you just can't. Battery life was pretty average or, or less. The button setup on HTC phones is just the worst thing ever. I also had some touch responsiveness issues where like I would swipe things. Just hmm. never things just wouldn't happen. And it was it happened all the time. I actually was recording the review. And I was like, oh, let me see if I can reproduce this. And I did like 10 <laughs> times. I was just like, oh, not doing anything. Tap, tap, tap. Like there's this point in the review where I'm tapping on I think the Android version, and it takes like four taps before it finally registers. Like it's it was pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, it's not available at any carriers, so you can't get it on carrier deals or anything like that. It's seven hundred fifty bucks. It only works on T-Mobile and AT and T. It's just a, it's just not a phone. I don't think anyone. It's not should, a phone. Um, it's not a phone anyone should consider buying. Uh, it's a waste you know, of space. I, I don't think HTC expects anyone to buy this thing. I don't think. I think they knew. They they announced in January. I'm guessing they were testing the waters a little bit that they immediately got feedback that no one was going to buy that thing. And then they just kind of did a slow, you know, cause like we talked about this, I think a couple weeks ago on a show, like you were, you were on Twitter, just like randomly criticizing the ultra and their communications directors like, Hey, it's coming out in a couple of days. And we were like, really? Like what? you guys haven't made much noise about that. And then the day it started shipping, they just, that's all they sent was like a tweet. They didn't send a press release to, to media outlets saying you ultra now available go buy it they just sent out a single tweet i think that said it's now shipping so hcc knows this thing's dead and they're not going to sell any of them i just don't know why they even went forward with it this should have been something they just canceled I feel bad <laughs> for anyone that bought this thing i just feel bad because the body the back side not the front side with the darn ticker display and huge display or anything like that but uh the back side that kind of glassy metallic look that liquid glass or whatever they got going mm-hmm. on Looks so hot. It's a cool um, effect for sure. I love it. And I understand that some of them, like the blue might be heavy on the fingerprint stuff, but like that white pearl. Oh mm-hmm. man. Like give me that any day of the week on like a smaller phone. Like yeah. that's what I'm talking. It looks great. Yeah. I hope they come out. I hope they kind of continue that, the, the treatment and that glass and all that stuff that they do in future phones. Cause it looks really nice. They just need to 
figure everything else out in terms of price and size and but HTC can't figure anything out. So what are we what are we saying here? It's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna happen. One thing I will point out though is um this is basically an LG V20 and everyone hates the U Ultra and everyone loves the V20. Like <laughs> no I difference I, between like the two. I was pretty harsh on the V20 and I thought I was about equally harsh on the U Ultra, but everyone told me I was too soft on the U Ultra. And then they told me I was an idiot in my criticisms, which are basically the same on the V20, but I was an idiot and I should be banned from reviewing phones (laughs) when I told them the V20 wasn't a very good option. It's the same phone. They both have dumb tickers. They're both stupidly large. The only differences are no headphone jack on the U Ultra and you have a removable battery on the V20. And on screen buttons. Well, yeah, Yeah. Um, but for the most part, they're kind of the same stupidly large phone and uh yeah it's i just i thought it was so fascinating to see the like the two side by side because i basically said the same things about each of them actually i think most people just got pissed when i said that removable batteries need to go away like you Mm -hmm. cannot say that right but my point there was it only had like a three thousand milliamp hour battery in this ginormous phone and i attributed that to the fact that they needed to keep it removable and do all the stupid things with the internals and everyone's like you can't say that you can't say that. Um, Scott posted a very good question in the chat. Who flopped harder, U Ultra or G5? Well, I would say G5 only because LG thought they had a winner and they promoted the hell. I remember they had the Statham commercials and they promoted the hell out of that thing. They made mods and they called them friends and there was a pretty big marketing campaign behind it. The U Ultra HTC clearly knows this thing is not ever going to sell and it's dead. And so they didn't even bother, right? Like they already know. Yeah. Um, LG actually thought they had a winner and they did not. Yeah, I would have to say G5 too. I mean, you saw how much time probably and energy and money LG put into the G5. Um, I mean, they built all these friends and these modular stuff. And you've never seen a company backtrack so harder on, a, uh, on an idea, mm-hmm. on a concept than LG did with mods. And uh, and Motorola, unlike Motorola, who's like sticking it out, is like, oh yeah, um, Z owners, yeah, you're gonna get three years of like Moto mod support, yeah. like don't trip. LG, they're like, Puh. they dropped and they're like, nope, we aren't even touching that. Sorry, G5 owners, um, we screwed you. Um, they didn't even come out with anything extra. Nope, and they they sort of like back in the day they hinted that they would right but yeah that the g5 is dead and that whole concept is dead so you gotta say that the g5 was a harder flop yeah Uh, for sure i don't think it's even close the ultra don't get me wrong it's flopping hard and it they're gonna sell maybe a thousand units worldwide but the g5 lg thought they had something there and they pushed it and pushed it and everyone just went no (laughs) it was so bad i mean it was just the 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 idea of how they implemented modularity was the worst way you could possibly (laughs) implement modularity it was crap and but yeah again like kellen said i mean they invested in advertisements and we saw when they did their q4 earnings or at least this year's q1 that should be coming sort of soon like they're gonna talk about the g5 and how it completely hurt like their phone business took a real beating um, because yeah. of the G5. And the V20, again, like we say, is not that much better. It's a very kind of niche niche phone that not a lot of people are going to adopt. So all in all, 2016 
rough year for LG's phone business. Mm -hmm. At least they didn't, you know, their phones weren't blowing up and their dryers and washers weren't blowing up like Samsung, but still it was a rough year for everybody. Fun fact on the blowing up comments. So when we were at our meeting for the G6, I think we can talk a little bit about this, but they, part of the presentation was about how they have this like heat pipe built into the G6. Like LG went out of their way in this presentation to talk about how their the G6 won't be blowing up anytime soon. And I don't know that anyone was asking them to justify the fact that their phone is safer than Samsung's, but they want you to know right. that this is not going to blow up. And we, I don't think anyone really cared. Like, I think we just assume you guys are probably being safe with your phones. But uh, I also think that if you do that, you're setting yourself up to when your phones do blow up that you look really foolish. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, LG, just stay away from the blowing up phone thing. You don't want any part of that. No, exactly. Don't even bring it up. Like, don't put that energy out into the universe because um, then it's bound to happen. Um, Paznos asks, uh, three years of support means that does uh, the design won't change for three years. And yeah, that's exactly. I would, I would think so. Yeah, right. yeah. If you're gonna make Moto mods that work for three years, I would think the phone, at least the shell, like, look, they can make the display bigger and sure. shrink bezels, um, and maybe move fingerprint. No, they can't move the fingerprint reader to the back. To the back. No, as long as the mod will fit onto any new phone, then you're fine. Or any new mod will fit onto your old phone. They all need to be compatible with. So they're all gonna have to be similar size. Yeah, so that means we can expect that circular camera module too. Yeah, you would think so, right? So I that'll be that'll be something to pay attention to is how badly that affects Motorola. I know Motorola is not doing great anyway. Well, they've they've actually said that I think the Moto Z family's done okay. That people actually are getting excited about their mod stuff. But if you don't change your phone design for three years, that's that's tough. Well, Mm -hmm. you better put the best camera ever in a phone yeah so so yeah uh i would imagine they'll tweak some stuff but yeah and essentially they have to kind of keep stuff the same all right uh this was a big week for watches so basil world for those not familiar basil world in basil uh is that that's switzerland right switzerland yes not Uh, sweden did i say sweden earlier this week you said it in a post i think yesterday you said it was in sweden i was like sweden did you fix that no I, I sorry i i was in the middle of something i thought i thought maybe you you fixed That's why it i just said it because i was like thinking back to that post where what? i wrote that oh yeah i totally did say sweden like it says it in the title oh really oh my god that is so bad that's my bad then i actually didn't see it say it in the title if i saw it in the title i would have changed it for you i just saw it in the post i think i wrote sweet oh my god that's really bad whoops editing like as we're sitting here <laughs> it's important why i put sweden uh, they both start with s and they're both in the general area so. Switzerland. <laughs> that's really funny wait no that's something else i don't know what i just edited something i don't even know what it is oh gosh uh anyways uh basil switzerland um it's a big watch show where uh luxury watchmakers from around the world gather uh, I guess I shouldn't say around the world. Most of them are based in Switzerland. Um, they all show off whatever their new watches are for the year. We're talking people, Patek Philippe, Rolex, Tag Heuer, even uh, Omega, all those guys, right? Uh, but it was also a big time for Android Wear watches to be Huge. announced. And we got a bunch of announcements. Some of the stuff we knew was coming, but um, like the Fossil Group 
who's huge, by the way, they own a whole bunch of brands. You guys probably didn't realize, but so the fossil group announced their own couple of new Q watches, but then diesel announced a watch and Portio Armani, Michael Kors has a new one. Misfit, the Misfit Vapor is now official. And they, I, I forgot that Fossil bought them. I think it was last yeah. year, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Misfit Vapor, by the way, might be the watch to consider. $199. Um, comes out later this summer, though. But it does run Android Wear, which they finally confirmed now after a few months. But it has heart rate monitor, GPS, has a touch bezel. Although mm. we don't know how that's going to work. But I'd imagine similarly to how a rotating crown would work, right? Um, swim proof five ATM. So it's uh fully waterproof. You can swim with this bad boy. Um, nice design on it. Uh, and one ninety nine. that's a pretty attractive price one. It's extremely competitive you know, with regard to how much every other Android wear smartwatch costs right now. Yeah. I mean, some of these other fashion brands and stuff like Michael Kors, don't they want 300 plus for a lot of their watches? So three fifty plus. Yeah. So misfit vapor might be the, uh, the sleeper sleeper hit yeah to sort of put just the watch brand thing into perspective you've got the two two companies that essentially own every watch brand you, you'll see inside of a macy's and that's the fossil group and the movado group and those two companies own everybody essentially um guess who is it uh uh michael kors diesel uh armani there's just so many I mean, there's a crap ton, right? But they're all owned by at least one of the two brands, the uh, companies, the groups. Yeah, so, there's, just, there's a few big groups that own kind of. Everything. But that's actually kind of nice because, so say, like Fossil Group, when they when they announce that one of their brands has a new watch coming, that means they're all going to essentially be the same, uh, with exception for how they look on the outside, yeah. right? So you can expect all of them to have the Snapdragon Wear 2100 processor. A little bit of RAM in there with similar battery sizes. I mean, really, they all sort of look the same, I would even say. They all look like an Android Wear smartwatch, with exception to the diesel watch, which looks freaking ridiculous. It looks like a diesel, right? But if you've ever seen a diesel watch, Google it. Um, but it's called the Diesel On, and that thing is like, it might be know, as big as my face. <laughs> it just looks massive. It looks massive. Yeah. So, But it looks like you would expect a diesel watch to look. Exactly. But uh, I would also got announcements yeah. for Guess. Guess has a couple of watches coming. Right. Uh, Movado. Movado. So a lot of people liking that Movado. Um, st- five different styles starting at $500. Um, I can definitely, I like the look of it. It's just, man, I mean, and of course I expect Movado to be like a pricey watch brand. But man, when we're talking about a smartwatch, you know, something that you might want to replace in a year or two years tops, uh, that that type of investment starts to really kind of stick out at you. Um, I think my biggest worry with some of these companies, like Movado, for example, they're not who's going to update it. Yeah, they're not a tech company, so they have to hire and invest in people to, you know, support and push out up operating system updates and all of that stuff. Uh, and I, you know, can they do that? Are they going to sell enough of these to even justify being able to do that? So those are some of the worries I think I would have about that. But the Movado, the Movado, the Movado watch looks like a classic Movado watch, but it looks pretty sleek, actually. Yeah. But five hundred bucks, yeah, it's still tough. Yeah, it looks pretty good. But uh, I'm feeling that Misfit Vapor. Um, Misfit Vapor the fact good. that it is running Android Wear, like when we first saw it at CES, you know, they said yeah. we don't want to talk about what OS it's running. But now that it is running Android Wear, like I'm, I'm pretty interested. Yes, it does not have 
uh, near field communication and FC for Android pay. But yeah, like, dude, I don't use that. Android pay anyway. My bank sucks. So it's like no loss for me, whatever. And I don't really need all that fitness stuff. I just want a good looking watch that does notifications. So I'm kind of leaning misfit. Well, why don't you just throw on a Moto 360 again? <laughs> Dude, still, whoa, what with a TIO map processor? You're talking about second gen. I think the second gen. Second gen is a Snapdragon. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's a fine watch too. That's a fine watch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, that we like we like shiny watch. new things though. Yeah, there's something about having a new watch that's cool. Yeah, the Misfit Vapor. I mean, at 200 bucks, it's a pretty good deal, and it's packed full of all the stuff and if you want it to be a fitness watch it's that's what it's made for is to be a fitness watch but it looks good outside of that too uh mont blanc announced one that's like a 900 dollars watch and it's huge it's like a 46 millimeter case i think everyone's getting in the game all these luxury watchmakers of course tag hoyer announced their new connected modular 45 i think it was last week and actually made a it's a modular smartwatch so you can swap everything out you can even swap out the connected module for an actual mechanical watch module. I don't know why anybody wants to do that, but you can. Um, you can swap out the lugs and all sorts of things on it. It looks nice. I mean, I have the original tag wire connected still right here, and I do wear it every once in a while. Uh, this one looks very much like that, except obviously a little more refined. But this thing is, how much does this start at? 1650 Something like tag. that. Yeah. One so day. The, the original was fifteen hundred. The new one starts at sixteen fifteen. It goes up to you can gold the thing out. It's like nine thousand dollars. Yeah, if you want calfskin leather and stuff, like from a two month old baby cow, yeah. um, that one you know not even old enough to really get a feel for life, then yeah, you're looking at a bit more pricey. Definitely, but you pay. Uh, you're paying for that that torture, that animal cruelty. You're paying for that. That's right. But the tag hoarder comes with everything you want, like NFC. It does. Yeah, if you want all the features, you gotta you gotta pay. <laughs> it is the most fully featured one. But it is. yeah, it's sixteen, seventeen hundred bucks. Mont Blanc with their freaking non GPS thousand dollar watch. Like it doesn't have anything. No GPS, yeah. no NFC, no heart rate, nothing. Yeah, so you're paying for just the name. You pretty much are. And that's that hurts. Doesn't the Movado have NFC? We haven't seen like a full spec list. We don't have specs for, yeah. The Movado comes out in the fall and we don't have a full spec list yet. It's too bad. Well, hopefully it's, hopefully it has everything, although it is 500 bucks. But yeah, I mean, that, how many, how many Android Wear Watch do we get this week? 15 uh, probably. Oh, at least. No, so more. I mean, Fossil, the brand Fossil themselves put out like four. Yeah. So I think we got a few, dude. Yeah, there's a lot. So if you were thinking Android Wear was dead, it's it's fully. <laughs> yeah, they were, apparently everyone really was waiting for Android Wear 2.0, and now it's it's uh you can you can basically go buy an Android Wear watch from any fashion brand you might be a fan of. And so what funny. do we see a Tommy Hilfiger today? Yeah, like, two we Tommy so, well, I think we knew those were coming, but we saw pictures of them. The uh, the Android Wear account tweeted pictures of them. They're so goofy. Oh, yeah, and Hugo Boss. I forgot about that. Yeah, but. Hugo Boss, two from um, Michael Kors. Yeah, and it, and especially when you start thinking about each of these watches has different styles, too. So there's really, like, there's a watch for pretty much any look you're trying to go for. So, yeah. I mean, even Fossil has ones that's all bedazzled out with crystals <laughs> yeah. and all this stuff. Oh, God. So, yeah, it's time for watches, I guess. 
I guess. Yeah, it makes me look foolish, right? I think I, I've been saying that Android Wear is dead. Android Wear is dead for like the past few months. And here we go, 2017. Like there's a, the floodgates are open on Android Wear watches now. Yeah, but I don't know that anyone's proven they've sold any, though. That's the big right. thing, right? Uh, a lot well, of these companies, in particular, all these fashion brands, they've probably sort of been in the works for, I would imagine, a while. So while Fossil was not selling any of their watches and taking a huge hit, all these other companies were working on stuff and they probably either just didn't want to ditch the effort because they'd already invested enough money into it or or they're just dumb. I'm not sure, but I, I hope for all their sake they sell a bunch of these. It would be cool to see Android Wear take off finally and grow and then maybe we'll get some better ideas and the operating system could get better and all that stuff. But somebody's got to start selling some of these at some point. And so right. far, the only person that really seems to have broken their own records was Tag Heuer. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but their goal was what to sell like twenty thousand, and they sold like sixty thousand. So we're not talking like ten million here. No, we're not talking Apple Watch numbers or anything like that. Right? Where people buy it just because of what it is. Yeah, and I don't know how many watches Fossil Group sells like normal watches. I imagine people still buy quite a few of those. They're a massive company, but you know, are they going to sell a million of their Q watches? They, I'm pretty sure in their Q4 they said that they didn't sell any any of these Android Wear watches, and they're they're, they're like a total disappointment. And surprisingly, they like never reach out to us. We like, hey, do you want all these watches to review? Like, I never, I never just stacked around. Exactly. I don't get any emails like that. And Tag hasn't even reached out seeing if I want to try on the modular 45. Those jerks. Jerks. Anyway, Android Wear, it's not dead. Even though it should be. (laughs) It might be in a year. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. uh, Super Mario Run. Huge. 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 Uh, Is now available on Android. If you haven't played Super Mario Run yet, you can download it right now. Play it. You can play it for free, but you can unlock a bunch of stuff for like 10 bucks. Have you actually taken any time to play Super Mario Run? No. I haven't either. When it came out, we <laughs> both installed it. You made a first look video at it, and I haven't touched it since. I think it just annoyed me because there's too much stuff going on. I just want to play. I just want to be Mario, run through levels and jump. I don't want to do like all this extra crap and build things. Yeah, there's like the building aspect. Like who who wants to do any of that? And you know, like since when? I know that mobile games are all revolved now around this like digital currency, you know, this gold coin crap. But like, you know, you're paying 10 bucks for the complete game of Super Mario Run. Like, can't we just like knock that off? And like, yeah, I just want to have fun running around as Mario jumping on stuff and play with Yoshi and beat up Bowser. Like, that's all I want to do. I don't want to. This is not Farmville, like Mario style. Yeah, like, no, I don't, don't want to build things. No. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was way too. I know it's probably not complex in the grand scheme of things, but all I wanted to do was just run and jump and bounce off things and grab coins and see how good I could do. That's all I wanted to do. Like granny, like, yeah, exactly. If super Mario run was like granny Smith that launched like five years ago, like granny Smith, (laughs) it'd be great. (laughs) And like, I don't need, like if a game that is made for children has to give me a complete tutorial and a walkthrough of how everything works for like 10 minutes too. Exactly. We've got a problem. So that's just my opinion. Like Nintendo's Nintendo that can do whatever. I just saw a report saying Nintendo states that Super Mario run sales are not where they want them to be. So <laughs> shocker. Yeah. Shocker alert. It's definitely no Pokemon go. Like this no. game has not taken over the world by any means, like no. or anything. Cause you're not actually Super Mario. The only reason outside. it got a bunch of hype <laughs> was because they announced it during an Apple keynote for like the iPhone seven and right. everyone, all the journalists went, Oh my God. 
Mario first mobile and, Mario. And then it came out as an exclusive. And so everyone, Oh, it's an exclusive. It's gotta be the best game. And then everyone played it. And I'm pretty sure it died within a week. Didn't it? Like in the yeah. first few days, everyone's like, yeah, this game's fine, but whatever. Yeah. And now we've been sort of talking about it coming to Android. And everyone's like, well, they're over it. They're over it. All right. Final bit of news. Uh, the Moto G five plus is now, uh, fully announced for the u.s so it's coming out march 31st so next friday uh it costs 229 for two gig ram and 32 gig storage or you can jump it up to 299 if you want four gig ram 64 gig storage you can also buy it at amazon now um well pre-order it with that amazon prime exclusive stuff where they put ads in it and you'll save quite a bit of money it's like 189 for the two gig version which is kind of crazy for what you get because the phone has like a 1080p display and a decent camera and battery life and all that stuff. There's no NFC in this phone though. Are NFC chips really that expensive? We just got done talking about watches, right? And how all these people keep leaving out NFC and how it's driving me nuts, not you, but are NFC chips really that expensive? Cause like Motorola, this G five plus it has everything. Uh, and then they just randomly leave out NFC. Like, was it really going to add 20 bucks to the, to the cost? Motorola must see that no one's using it, right? I mean, they'll use the OnePlus excuse where it's like, oh, well, no one was asking for it, so we didn't include it. It's just insane. I use Android Pay all the damn time because most of the grocery stores around here all have Android Pay. I I seriously use it all the time. Yeah, that's what happens when you live in the nice neighborhood. Like, places have Android Pay, like... I guess I just I can go to McDonald's and find most tap terminals now. Yeah, like a lot of them do have it. Like I feel like a lot of the places, at least around my area, they're like just now getting around the chips. If you'd get a modern bank, I have like the most modern bank in the world, which is the funniest thing. Like (laughs) they're funny about yeah, they preach about how tech friendly they are. Yet no Android Pay. They support Apple Pay. Yes, yes, of course they do. Yeah, of course. Put Uh, together modern banks. So anyway, it's weird to see uh, the Moto G5 Plus not have NFC. I get the regular G5 because it's even cheaper, right? That maybe they would cut it out to keep the cost really crazy low there. But this is the Plus. It's supposed to have everything. And that's just stupid. That's dumb. You're mad. All right. uh, Oh, we'll uh, we'll have one someday and review it someday. (laughs) I hate to be so vague on that if you were really looking forward to G5 Plus. But... uh, We've got G6 in-house we need to review, then S8. We've got some stuff coming up. So we will slot in a G5 Plus at some point, but it might it might be a little while. Sorry. Just buy it off of Amazon if you're worried about it sucking because you can return almost anything to Amazon. Yes. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, Not right off. I mean, there's a lot going on, but we don't talk about politics. So it's nothing really else going on to you. Yeah, no, we don't talk about politics, do we? Nope. Thank God. <laughs> Thank, Thank God. God. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. This was uh, DL Show 137. Mm. And uh, we'll be back next week for sure because it's a big week. Outstate next week. G6 review up next week. Lots of stuff going on next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, again, thanks for joining us. Joy Life. Peace. Peace.